Quiet, quiet down everybody. Stop being so disrespectful and listen to what I have to say. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, gather around for what will be a once in a lifetime opportunity for you to witness greatness. This will be the finest podcast known to man. I give you shooting the shit. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I want to thank you for joining us again here on Shooting the Shits with Willie Joe. Today, it's just me flying solo. I got some great news. This is our 25th episode. Yes, we've been here that long. We've been doing some things, uh, getting some views up there. And um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, come on here myself and just thank you guys. I apologize we don't have a guest here, but we might not need one. We got some fun things to talk about today. Number one, y'all know I'm a Celtics fan, right? What's going on right now at Boston, ladies and gentlemen? What is going on? Yes, we managed uh, to go down 0-3, which was pretty terrible. And you're starting to think, it's not looking good. It's not looking good, man. You're almost like, I don't even want to watch game four. Because at this point, what are the Celtics doing? I don't I don't want to watch this. The team's terrible. However, they, they, they turned it around. They turned it around. And now we are only down one more game, right, to be tied, right? We still need to win two more. So we're down 3-2. But game six tomorrow, and we can take it. With that being said, let's go over a few stats here. So... Out of the 150 times that a team has led 3-0 in the playoffs in the NBA history, right? Out of those 150 times, 92 of those times um, ended in a sweep, right? Game four, boom, closed it out. Uh, 44 of those times, it ended in a game five. 11 times, it ended in a game six. We're going to be only the 12th team to push it to a game six, right? Now... Here's where it gets really interesting. As you know, no team has ever won. However, three teams have pushed it to game seven. I should have done my research a little bit better and figured out who those teams were, but this is kind of all just side notes. We could be the fourth team ever to push a game seven and the first team ever to win after coming uh, back 0-3. I think it's uh, I think it's great times. What do you guys think? Do you even care? Do you follow basketball? I don't know. Who's your team? Let me know in the comments. Again, we have comments here. And we have other social media pages. You could check us out on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. We make skits. There's skits, and there's great ones on there, too. So I would highly recommend listening to it. Sorry I get a little ahead of myself here. I'm just excited. Like I said, it's the 25th episode. Everything's been going great around here at Shooting the Shits. I just uh, can't wait to expand a little bit. And another thing that made me want to get on here and kind of just chat with you guys um, is because I have no outlet to rant about this horrible, horrible movie that I watched. Yeah. This movie, this movie is called uh, Disturbing the Peace. This, um, this, this movie came out in 2020, okay? Um... The description sounded cool. It was like a, a rogue cop, you know, goes off the deep end or something and years later finds himself where he's needed or something like that, right? So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool, right? Here's the opening scene of the movie, right? It shows him, the police officer, um, and he is in a situation where his partner just so happens to be 
being held, uh, you know, captive. So the bad guy's like, you know, I'm going to shoot you and your partner and blah, blah, blah. And then the partner that's, that's being held by the bad guy is like, I don't remember the guy's name. The movie's terrible. Let's just say it's John. He's like, shoot him, John. And then when he says that, he ducks down, right? The guy doesn't shoot him. However, once the bad guy starts pulling him back up, oh, yeah, he shoots. Oh, yeah, shoots. Boom, right into his deputy. I'm like, oh, that's cool, right? What do you think would happen next? Hmm? The bad guy would shoot him, uh, something like that. Any, anything around those lines? No, no. Straight between the eyes, boom, headshot. Very next shot. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Very, very plausible, right? So after this happened, I was like, well, I'm going to go smoke, babe. Um, I'll be back. Hopefully the movie doesn't suck then, right? Because I already know it's going to be bad. And boy, okay, boy, I had no idea just how bad it was going to be. And I mean, I haven't made a movie, right? So who am I to talk, per se? However, um, I would rather have said that I never made a movie than to have said I made this movie. Um, yeah, and it just got, it's one of those things. Have you ever, have you ever smelt something that is just so, so bad? And you smell it and you're like, oh, that's atrocious. How does something even possibly smell that bad? Right? Your instinct is to like maybe not smell it again and throw it away. But no, of course you're going to smell. But oh, man, it's even worse than the first time. Let me go in for a third. Mm, oh, gross. Right? That's how the movie was. And that's exactly how the whole, whole movie was. I just could not get away from that terrible, terrible smell. So let's uh, jump right into things. That's the beginning scene, right? So after that, this uh, large group of bad guys come into town, and uh, they just take over the town. They're a, they're a biker gang. And uh, at this point, I guess the guys vowed to not use guns again because somehow it's the gun's fault that uh, he didn't shoot when the partner told him to shoot and gave him an open shot. Um, but yeah, so he vowed off guns. He's a noble man, I suppose. Um so the situation happens, and uh, like I said, people come in. They start taking over the town. Um, man, the guy, <laughs> the guy does nothing. Like he does nothing. Um, these people are getting held captive and and killed and all this stuff. And you're like, what's going on? But before that even happens, this this guy, he's like a larger gentleman, um, motorcycle gang. He kills a cop with his buddies, and this cop is I don't know buck 75 something like that i don't know he's not he's not a heavy fella the very next scene after they kill the cop this large ass dude is just boom, putting it on that's that's what happens you know i mean i get it it's a movie and stuff but yeah i'm that that's what happened <laughs> it's just uh there's no way it was the same police outfit had it been two moving forward they get into town um they they disarm so I don't remember the chronological order of this because I should have wrote it down, but this movie is just awful. I could just tell you the bad scenes and you can go for yourself, you know, maybe even watch it. It's on Amazon prime. I think so anyways, they managed to get the, the shotgun away from, from one of the dudes. Right. So inst instead of like, you know, shooting the guy, cause they're already killing people in town, which they're just kind of watching. They're moseying around. No real sort of urgency. while everyone in the town's getting killed. Like they're not, the town police. So anyways, after after they managed to disarm the dude, get the shotgun from him, they run behind the alley and uh, he throws a shotgun in the in the dumpster. There's a there's a 
a group of armed people in this town killing people. And your weapon, you just threw it in the dumpster. So they continue and they go into this building again nonchalantly. There's no there's no sense of urgency whatsoever. And there happens to be a town hero and he just starts sniping people, right? The bad guys. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Um, so mind you, they're just sitting in the uh in the window watching this. Again, no sense of urgency. So uh the dude shoots a guy and then there happens to be a lady in a car, right? So one of the bad guys runs over. He gets her out. He's like, I'm going to kill her, you know, if you don't come over here and blah, blah. And, and and the woman really does nothing because it seems like it's probably the first time she's ever been on camera. <clears throat> but after that, the dude comes out, coincidentally, that was shooting them. And was like, that's my wife. And then they're like, is that your husband? And she's like, doesn't say anything. Just shakes her head. No lines for her, right? She couldn't handle him, I guess, but just so happens to be his wife. So he gets out there. And uh, what do you think happens next, right? Just just take a wild guess, okay? So from everything that I've told you, you have this cop going around, no sense of urgency with his deputy, and um, no gun, right? Because he already threw it away. And just watching people get killed already. So what do you think is going to happen? Take a guess. You guessed it. <laughs> yeah, he shoots the guy and then shoots the woman. I don't even know if it's in that order, but they both get shot. And then they just look at each other and then they walk off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no sense of urgency. Again, you think that maybe they would run out, go get some guns, do something. Nah, just kind of kind of walk out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. So I did actually take a couple notes. So let's see here. There was a few more. There was a few more things. Um there's some things that didn't really get to me that may have got to other people, but there's like, they have a, they have an armor truck, right? It, it's, it's like a U-Haul van or a delivery van. It's not a, it's not, a, it's not an armor truck, but let's be real here. If I went to go make a movie, am I going to be able to get an armor truck to do that? Nah, I might just, you know, rent a U-Haul. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. So we're not splitting hairs on that. Um, But we are going to split some hairs on the fact that, uh, let's see that um the <laughs> yeah that's right so the deputy so in the middle of this uh they know that there's an armored car right so they're in the in the building watching everyone die and the cops like go to the highway you know get the get the armor let them know that the armor truck's there right blah blah because they don't know that that trooper has been killed already or something i don't know it's a stupid movie but anyways so he's supposed to be rushing off to cut off the armored car um, before it gets to town, <laughs> he's still in no rush, no rush. Just like, oh, I better go over there. Jeez. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and then let's see here. <laughs> There's a point in this movie that let's not even worry about the rest of the middle because it, it's just terrible. If you want to spend your own time watching it, you can spend your own time watching it. Um, it might be, uh, to be honest with you, me describing it is probably going to be a better experience than actually watching the movie. It will be actually, <laughs> there's, there's no way around it. Me telling you about it. Well, I, I don't know. Unless, unless you want to oh, 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 disgusting. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then you'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. I, I promise that. So let's see this woman, right? Uh, no offense. Cause just saying, she's a woman. Could be a man. I would have said this man, right? So, so don't get all bent out of shape out there, 
whatever you are. Anyways, this lady is holding a whole group of people hostage in a in a church with a six shooter. Yeah, there's way more than six people in there. Eventually, some woman does uh, attack her and get it right. We'll get back to that. So after after seeing like everyone in the town die, I don't even think anyone in the town's left alive at this point. Maybe a few people in the, the church that I was just telling you about. But uh, yeah, for the most part, everyone's dead. So they go, <laughs> he's like, I guess the time's come, right? Where the cop's like, I need to finally use my gun. But again, he's not going to run anywhere and show any. So, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry, let me go back. Let me go back. There is one scene in the middle that we will talk about. They walk up to a vehicle, right? When all this is going down. It's a random vehicle. It's a work vehicle, and it's just a, it's a work vehicle, right? Red v- work vehicle. They pull down the the side door. They run out of an alleyway, right? This is in the very beginning when the, the shootout and shit starts starts happening. They run over there and they open it up and just reach right in and pulls out two walkie talkies and hands one to his deputy. And I'm like, well, first of all, this is just a work truck. There would be no need for them to have walkie talkies. That's not even logical. And second of all, he didn't even look. He opened one compartment, reached right in, and grabbed him. That that happened. So, again, that's a tone setter for the movie. It was fantastic, I'll tell you what. So, back to back to the hero of the movie going and getting a gun. You think that he would go to the police department, maybe get a gun? Maybe lots of guns, lots of ammo? Do you think that's what he would do? It would make sense, right? Nope. He'll walk all the way across town to his house. To get the same six shooter that he shot his deputy with. That's what he'll do. Mm-hmm. Yep. You <laughs> Who's writing the script? When you when you were writing this, were you like, I want this hero of the movie to have no appeal to the audience, make everyone wonder what he's doing, why is he walking, and then he's going to be the hero. That's right. So anyways, he goes and gets his damn gun. And then at the around the time in this point, right, the other people in the church is being held hostage by one six shooter. Yeah, the hero going to get his six shooter. And then you have everyone else being held hostage with this six shooter. My goodness. So anyways, this woman finally, uh, this other lady, again, sorry, don't mean to offend anybody. This other lady, she goes over there and attacks this other lady, right? So it's like woman on woman violence. And uh, <laughs> nobody helps. No, no, it's it's an entire room full of people and nobody helps. I mean, at the most, she could shoot six of you. That's it. So at least everyone else could survive if you just sacrifice a little bit. Anyways, anyways. So she managed to disarm her. There's like a stupid scene where you're supposed to like be in suspense because you hear the gun go off. And then she walks out triumphant like, ooh, whoop did he do right? So everyone walks off and you can tell the people that can't act because they walk right in front of the gun. It's fantastic. But the other people, they, they walk out, you know, it's cool. And um, so now what is she going to do, right? There's got to be another option. Now she's got a gun. Now, granted, she don't know where the, the cop's going, right? I mean, no idea. She's got a gun. She has all these things to do, right? Guess what she does? Take a wild, wild guess. Does she go to the police station? Does she go somewhere to call for help? Um, does she go pick up a bunch of weapons and a car? Like, what does she do? All kinds of things she could do, right? Here's what she does. Goes all the way across town too, to I guess her ranch. Yeah, because it doesn't really emphasize on that. We assume it's hers. If not, she stole someone's horse. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> she steals a horse or takes a, a horse. It's her horse. I I don't know. 
She ends up on a damn horse, all right? She she goes to the barn, and there's a rifle hanging up there because that's where everyone keeps the rifle, right right out in the barn, and like a handful of ammo just sitting there, not in a box or nothing. Nah. So she grabs this rifle with those, and then there's a horse in the in the scene. I look, look over, and I'm like, she better not get that damn horse. She better not get that damn horse. She does, and then she rides into town, finds him, um, they have a kiss because apparently they have have a past that I don't believe was ever touched on at all in the entire movie, but they just kiss each other and it's supposed to be like a, a moment. Yep, yeah, but there's a horse. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the only moment I could think of is like, yeah, a horse. She brought over a horse and uh, and a rifle when they both really just had guns. And I mean, I think he only uses the rifle like once after that as well. It's it's very, very shameful. And she had a horse too, like a horse. The movie made no sense as far as like him, right? Going around. It's like, how could you, if I'm writing a script and I'm like, all right, I got all this wacky shit happening. No one can really understand my main character. I'm just throwing some crazy shit at the end. I'm going to go have my hero, you know, rustle up some cattle, make dinner for that day. Yeah. Like, here you go, horse or horse. <laughs> here you go. Here you go, sir, officer, whatever you are. Not a horse. Uh, Just made some fresh steaks for when you get off work. You know, and he's like, but there's a town full of criminals here. They're killing everybody. And she's like, hey, but I got steaks there, right? So that's enough. We, we've, we've killed that movie. It's awful. And I'm sorry if I didn't do it any justice because it sucks. And um, you should watch it, really. Tell me, tell me, tell me, like, tell me otherwise. Tell me it doesn't suck. Because I, for one, think it sucks. Mm-hmm. Rolling right along. There are some things that I wanted to cover that uh, were a little more important. And this show is not going to be a long show. Like I said, it's just me solo shooting the shits here. Just a solo shit shooter, if you will. Um. If I were to make a, a, a team, and that's probably what I would call myself. Like if I'm just one person on the team. Yeah, I'm the solo shit shooter. Just thought you'd like to know that. I don't know what to do sometimes with you guys. Try to entertain you and talk about certain topics, but uh, realistically, that's all they're shooting the shits. Yep. So back to what I was going to say is, I want to talk about some more serious topics sometimes on the show because we do just, you know, talk about a lot of dumb shit like I was just talking about. Um, There's a thing that really, really interests me, and that is the uh, history, right? And there's all kinds of history of humanity, culture, races, people, all that stuff, right? There's a specific group called the Clovis people. And they've been talked about in popular podcasts Um some not as popular as mine, of course. Uh, but one day, who knows? Maybe that most popular podcast right there that you guys all know will be on my show or I'll be on his show, right? Who knows? It's all up to you guys to help us out. Send us some support. Share the love. Uh, subscribe. Follow. Send out these links. All that good stuff, man. Let us out there. Say hashtag shooting the shit JRE, right? We'll shoot the shit with JRE or get sued for the name. I don't know. So anyways... The Clovis people were an ancient culture that lived in the Americas between 13,200 to 9,000 years ago. They were named after the city of Clovis, New Mexico, where their artifacts were discovered in 1932. 
They were hunter-gatherers who hunted large animals such as mammoths. They had unique style of spear points and had been found in over 1,500 locations across North America. They were once thought to be the first Americans, but later evidence showed that they were older civilizations in the Americas. They disappeared abruptly for reasons unknown around 500 years after they arrived. Their genetic legacy can be traced in 80% of living Native Americans in Mexico and South America. So that's some interesting stuff, I would think. Sounds interesting to me. With that being said, there's a link here. I, I will I will share with you guys. It is a website here. It's a pretty good website. You guys can you know, read it when I share it in the link. So it's the story of the Clovis people in this. This website is newmexico.org, right? And again, I'll share this link. So the story of the Clovis people. It all started with the flood in northern New Mexico in 1908. Cowboy George McClunkin was checking fences that are, and, and arroyos for damages after the rain had stopped and come across the largest bison bones he had ever seen. The ground had been washed away in the flood, exposing the bones for the first time in over a thousand years. Over the next few years, archaeologists started excavating the site and word began to spread. James Ridgely Whitman, a 19-year-old amateur archaeologist from Clovis in eastern New Mexico, took notice to the fuss up north and started poking around his hometown. One day in February of 1929, Ridgely Whitman was prowling along Blackwater Draw, and he later wrote in his letter to Smithsonian Institution, fat quotations, found fluted points in association with mammoth bones. He had come across what is now considered to be one of the most significant sites in human history. Recognizing the potential importance of his find, Whitman fired off two more letters to the Smithsonian, but they were ignored until the New Mexico uh, Highway Department, using horse-drawn scrapers to dig gravel from the site, uncovered piles of huge bones in 1932. Archaeologists descended onto the site and found as Whitman had said, ancient spearheads, stone tools, uh, hearths, hearths, and evidence of almost continuous human occupation at the site, dating back almost 13,000 years ago. So, I mean, if that's not exciting or interesting to you, I don't really know what would be. That was less than 100 years ago, and they found a civilization of people that lived, you know, tens of thousands of years ago. It's crazy. All that reading got me a little parched, excuse me. So I won't bore you guys with reading this entire thing, but I will go over a couple things. So like I did ask, you know, were the Clovis people the first Americans? So the discovery of the Clovis culture in New Mexico pushed the settlement of North America back to where archaeologists, archaeologists, I don't know why I have to say the word twice. I know what it is, but there we go. Archaeologists believe they were the first people to cross the land bridge between Siberia and Alaska at the end of the last ice age. The ancient people then followed an ice-free corridor south and dispersed across the continent for decades after the Clovis discovery. Researchers thought the Clovis people were the first Americans, but there is now evidence that pre-Clovis people arrived in the Americas in successive migration as far back as 20,000 years ago. That's crazy. So here's here's the, the two things I want to touch on. 
because this is what really interests me the most was like they're eating their they're eating their hunting habits and their weaponry right so we'll read these two um, please just sit back and enjoy it with me and then after that you know i'll share the link and let you guys go back to your daily lives but no know this i will be back and i will be back with more greatness after greatness and it will just continue and get greater and greater and greater the Clovis Big Game Hunters. The Clovis people in New Mexico flourished on lush grasslands populated with mammoths, giant bison, dire wolves, camels, huge turtles, giant ground sloths, and the fierce saber-toothed tiger, which we have skits about. If you click on the links to my YouTube, go to the saber-toothed tiger skit. The artifacts at the Blackwater Draw site attested to the skill of these early hunters as well as their advanced spear points which were found in direct association with the bones of extinct Colombian mammoths. These massive mam animals stood 14 feet high, weighed 8 to 10 tons, and ate over 700 pounds of vegetation daily. The sheer number of bones at Blackwater Kill Site indicated to early archaeologists that the Clovis people were big game hunters. The projectile points attached at the end of the spears exhibit impact scars made by thrusting and throwing against hard bone. While their stone tools display damage caused by butchering animals, they, that being said, few Clovis sites were big game kill sites, reflecting that Clovis people hunted a range of animals, including deer, rabbits, coyotes, and birds. And ancient Clovis people were food opportunists that depend on gathering the edible seeds, nuts, and roots, and plants, fishing, and hunting small animals for substance, as well as taking down some of the larger animals. Hunting mammals with spears. Some people can't even go pick out meat at the grocery store. So they used to hunt mammoths with spears <laughs> mammoths with spears could you do that i don't i'm pretty sure i could do that i mean with the proper physical conditioning and, and training I, I i could do it right i'm sure we all could but just how far have we come from thousands of years ago right hunting mammoths giant bison just just crazy huge animals they didn't have they couldn't google you know how to how to do it had to be passed down. Excuse me. It's wild stuff. Um, then the, excuse me. And the last thing that I'll uh, touch on here, the last thing I'll touch on here will be their spirit points, right? Those seem to be pretty essential with their kills. And that's kind of how they tied all the different Clovis people or different regions of Clovis people together. What is known about the Clovis people come from the remains they left behind which are mostly tools, scrapers, drills, blades, and distinctive leaf-shaped fluted spear points called Clovis points. The exquisite four-inch long projectile points carefully chipped from flint, shirt, and obsidian have concave grooves down each side, sharp edges, and a lance-shaped tip. More than 10,000 Clovis points have now been found in North America from southern Canada to Central America, all dating from the same time. The oldest points found in Texas date to 13,500 years ago, while points found northern while points found northern Mexico are approximately 13,390 years old. Researchers say that the Clovis people swept across the continent in less than a thousand years, allowing native peoples 
to successfully live in different environments. So that's crazy. A thousand years it took them and they had no modern technology, just four inch spears. It just goes to show you what can be done with four inches, right? If you have enough of them, you could feed the family or whatever it is, right? There's all kinds of things that can be done. There it does it does talk about the lifestyle, what happened to the Clovis people, and visiting the Blackwater Jaw site. So there, there's those articles left on this website that I'll let you guys read yourselves. Like I said, I don't want to just have story time of me reading websites unless that's what you want. Leave in the comments below why we'll do that. I'll just read stuff off the internet. Fun, factual things. Because how many people, how many people knew about the Clovis people before this? leave in the comments as well but i will be back either by myself or with another guest here very soon we do have some things coming up i have some past guests that will be coming back on i don't want to ruin any surprises but we will have some good times guys we'll have some really good times expect some zoom casts going and also if if you want to be on a podcast feel free to comment as well hit me up uh i like to have everyone on i'm all about just spreading the word you know people do a lot of things everyone has their own story and we're just here to put it out there man let people listen that's all we do here man we just shoot the shit uh love you guys y'all have a good one until next time and we're out at shooting the shits